0: Hello, and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with a Housemaven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. This podcast is perfect for you if you are planning a renovation and you want more information, or you just enjoy hearing stories about home renovations. So in this episode, I am speaking with my friend, architect Debbie Bentley about the emotional impact of a home renovation, also the value of an architect. So obviously, Debbie and I are both architects, so therefore, we are going to feel like you really should hire an architect to help you with your renovation. However, honestly, you don't actually need to have an architect on your home renovation. The problem is it takes both time and knowledge to really manage a project well and you may not feel comfortable doing it yourself, but if you do, more power to you and I have some information on my website about some tips for designing code issues and other common mistakes to avoid and that sort of thing. I will give the link to my architectural website later at the end. So, having said all that, here is the conversation. So Debbie, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, Well, I'm, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not from America. I'm British um, and uh, I'm an architect, a British architect, and I'm married to an American, so ended up living in Massachusetts. Um, And we have traveled around the world in the last 20 years. Um, I've worked I've been in Japan and uh, in the Middle East, in Bahrain and Abu Dhabi. Um, I've taught architecture. I've practiced architecture, and um, I'm this. Recently, I've become much more involved in the sustainability movement. I've actually always done residential in all my life. Um, the uh, you know I've done tiny little huts, um, and I've also built palaces. For palaces, yeah.
0: I know that's pretty cool.
1: So my range, when I say I own <laughs> residential, <laughs>
0: quite yeah. large. <laughs> yeah, there's residential and there's residential.
1: So. Um, yeah, how big is your chandelier? You know, when I that <laughs> question. <laughs> uh,
0: so we were talking recently about the emotional, the emotional aspect of home renovations that I think people don't necessarily think about very much. Do you want to talk about what yeah. you meant by that? it
1: actually doesn 't matter whether you 're just a regular homeowner or the King of Bahrain, actually doing work to your to your house or to your home is it 's almost like um, having a member of your family who is not well and they 're in hospital and you 've had to give them. Their health and well-being over to um, professionals, and you have to trust them. So your stress level is actually quite high, mm. um, and I think that people don't realize that they're when they're sort of doing work to their house, not only are it's it's their dreams and aspirations, it can also be when when you're you have to uh, do work to your house because it it needs um, maintenance. Yeah. Uh, or, or it's had some, you know, there's been some rot or whatever. Um, it's very, very stressful. Yeah. And, and uh, this is actually highlighted, we're actually doing some work to our, my own house. And I've noticed how my husband, who's normally the coolest, most relaxed guy, um, suddenly he gets very stressed. Mm. In fact, yeah. we're, we're about to start demolishing and he's going around running around with a ladder trying to make sure everything is just right for the builders.
0: Do you have any advice for people who are, I mean, well, obviously, I, there are usually two people involved and so sometimes people would react differently or, you know, certainly not agree.
1: Absolutely. And I think I think you can see it in, in people and the client who get stressed and also, um There is this whole element of you're having to give your house renovation over to professionals. And then when the builder comes in and the architect, they might be having a discussion. You know, it's like there's there's like you almost have to stand back because those are the two professionals sorting something out and discussing what is the best way forward. Um, But actually, when I was talking to my husband about. talking to with you today he said i also don't remember this all the stress is added in because there's a financial issue right Um, especially when you have to um do renovations to your house and so as soon as you open anything up you're probably going to find something you might have to fix and that's going to cost money that nobody has foreseen Mm. so that's also the added so you've got the uh, psychological issue of You know if you look at how what the word home and how we use the word home it's your home page on the computer there's all you know you open a web page and it's got home yeah Uh, we it is a really really emotional phrase and and that you you have to realize when you go in and start working on your home that um you have this extra level of stress that you're going to encounter um from both a financial and emotional point of view um and and in a way that's why you really should be using um professionals that deal with homeowners because it it, this isn't something that's taught to anyone in any college this is just years and years of experience of dealing with homeowners and people that don't really understand for for no there's no Reason that they don't understand, apart from it, it's not something we deal with in everyday life, hmm. they don't understand that the home design, renovation business or the home. Um, I mean, nobody's taught how to, it's a bit like you have a baby, nobody really teaches you how to be a parent. You sure. become a homeowner, and there's not a so lot, you know, there's no like courses. This is a homeowner, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and And it is. It's funny enough with my work on sustainability, this is the work we're looking at, is how do we prepare and educate homeowners of how all the things that they have done normally in the past, even if they're experienced homeowners, will change very quickly because we know how things are going to change within the profession Hmm. and within the construction industry and how do you educate people to to change? So, um,
0: So that kind of segues... Uh, into two things, but one is the importance or the value of hiring an architect.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, we're teaching, talking to architects. Well, here. <laughs> yeah. So
0: obviously, we think we're pretty but, important. But I, I think that, that
1: I spend the majority of my time sorting out problems that have very little to do with creating beautiful spaces. Right. And, um, homeowners come out, and I'm where I work out um, further out further out in the metro suburbs than you do. So my, um, my lots are very, you know, we have two acre lots on average here. We have wells, we have septics. We have all this sort of infrastructure that is unique to the site that has to be resolved before you even think about doing any work to your house. Yes. And then we haven't even talked about the orientation of the sun and, you know, the views out and all this. So mo- a lot of the stuff I do, can you get access to the site? You know, how many trees do you have to cut down? So a lot of the work I have to do is stuff that is um, just the issues that come up to do with various boards or just the site. Can you actually build on it? Is there a ledge? Um, So there's a lot more issues that I spend just sorting that out. And again, that stresses. And these are all things that actually I don't really – my part of the design is not really spent – the money's not being spent on if you have to upgrade a septic. You don't see that. Right. On the ground. So um, value of the architect is that you can, I try and every single work I do, I try to think forward. So I'm not just solving today's problems, I'm solving tomorrow's problems. Yeah. So, and I also, it's like money because this is all stuff that costs money and, and, and make sure your uh, expectations meet your wallet. Mm, that's um, I, a lot of work I do is just saying, hold on a minute. This is how much it's going to cost per square foot, you know, and that the denial of, of, of they think that you can go out to contractors and you're going to get a better price. Yeah. The price is the price. It's the price of materials. It's the price of labor. These things are fixed. The only thing you're really negotiating is the, the uh, profit of the contract the general contract.
0: I mean, someone has to design everything that's built. Right, yes. so why why not hire an architect instead of leaving it to maybe a contractor or someone else whose whose strength isn't necessarily design? It's hard to know. It's hard yes. to know what they're going to design. Like if you just hire a contractor and they say, "Oh, I can handle it," it's it's a little bit complicated. It is, and
1: I, I, it, it it is a problem. With what architects do not just design. they so when they design, they're talking about. You know, I think about where are the views out of a building? That's really, really important to your psychological value of whatever you're building. Right. This is the most expensive thing you're going to probably undertake um, in in your lifetime. And then, so you're adding, it's, you know, this the money, the value, the resale, everything to your house. Um, yes, they, the problem with um, builders who think they can design is they haven't been to architecture school. and And when you actually realize it takes a minimum of five years of studying architecture school. And then you have to be an intern for numerous years afterwards. And then you take your registration or a licensing exam. you know, this is a really, this is a big, big investment in, in something called design. And there are rules to design, but these rules, and there are books you can buy about it. There's some excellent books um, that have been published, which maybe I can give you a list of.
0: I'll Um, put that in the show notes.
1: Absolutely. Um, on, on, on what is good design. And, you know, that's the sort of thing you should be aware of is there's, there is something called proportion Mm. and even contemporary houses will have proportion, be well-proportioned inside and out. And so we, um, we need, we need to, I don't know how we, we advise the rest of the world that this, what this person has spent um, you know, over a million dollars building is actually really poorly designed.
0: Yeah. There's a, I was looking at a house recently that had a little tiny Google AI. I also see, I also see the faces of buildings and their elevations. And sometimes you just look at them and think, how can people not see that that is a, such a misshapen face? I mean, I guess that's what you're talking about proportion, but I always just think of them as these characters, these buildings that are faces. Yeah. Yeah. and uh sometimes it's it's the built environment that we're creating and to me it's really important it's just a responsibility Is there well everybody sees
1: it. It, it's there for a hundred years if you think yeah. everything we build is there for a hundred years you have to think will it last there almost needs to be
0: uh a school for people to learn how to design maybe yeah or not in
1: school, <laughs> but what is good design what is good design right um you well, know. I mean,
0: we went to school. I mean, part of what we learned at school was design principles. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I think maybe hiring.
1: That's someone. why, yes, yeah, so it's like saying, "I, right, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have this really expensive operation in my house, but I'm only going to use a plumber." That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, well, if you get a plumber to design your house. Well, a builder is actually got no more. Uh, they know how to build. I uh, hopefully they know how to build. Right. Um, but uh they don't necessarily they in fact they 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 don't know how to design designing an addition or a new building onto the site it's what are the spaces that you left have left over so in one case i just it's just a it's just a garage it's nothing you know fancy that but we actually had to decide where we located it on the site so we've created two courtyards we've created an entrance courtyard as you come into the house, just from the arrangement of the, um, the garage in the house. And then in the back, we actually created, instead of having a backyard, we created a back garden courtyard. So these are the sort of things when you do work, you have to think about what are the spaces you leave over and how can that actually add to the enjoyment and um, the atmosphere in the house, mm. or in the car, in the whole, whole project. So the space is left over the other things that people don't often think about.
0: That is true. Often when someone's doing a kitchen addition, for example, there's this big space where the old kitchen was. It's just a big empty space. I think of it as kind of bowling alley space that is (laughs) is not, not, you can't furnish it. It's not useful. It just creates this cavernous weird transition space. So there's not enough room in the houses, at least where I work, there's not really enough room for the, for that space to be there because we don't we're pretty cramped over here so I know
1: I know it's just it's quite that's why it's quite interesting having this dialogue with you because we do work in completely different types of houses yeah not that I haven't worked I mean obviously we've both worked in our respective other areas beforehand because I I used to work in London uh, you know squeezing two pints into a half pint pot
0: Um, (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) <laughs> that could be a tagline for me. I like, that. I like
1: that expression. Somebody says, why should I hire you? And I go, because in actual fact, my fee is very small compared to um, the rest of, you know, the rest of the whole process. Right. Everything else. It's tiny. And, but this is the thing that guarantees that you will get a, um, a good result. But it's tiny. It's nothing. Yeah. Uh, compared to what can go wrong if you build something in the wrong place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you don't get the best results.
0: Well, I mean, we are both biased, but I do think it's worth um, really thinking about whether or not you want to spend the money on an architect. And we would say, yes, you should spend the money on an architect because everything we do, they'll, someone has to do. And having all that experience is really worth something where we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, we've done it all already. Exactly.
1: exactly. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because there are, I mean, when you interview an architect, there are different architects who have different styles and different approaches. True. So you have to find the one that fits you. And I, I, I should actually say, you know, I'm, I call myself an architect. I'm an architect. There's a British architect, you know, I haven't, um, there's a lot of licensing issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and but it's interesting so technically i'm a designer here and and like you would be in the uk and um but the issues are that um i've actually gone through the education and um and and have a lot of experience and um i so that's what you really really want to to think when you're looking at looking at somebody with you know Who's got the reputation and has got the experience of going through that? And as actually, you know, you you can look at their work and say, yes, I really like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. um, and I just like say, all architects would love design modern.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't get a lot of call for it around here. I know, I know, I know.
1: It's it, it's so, so. I mean, I I I've uh, I came here and I kept like going, hey, I'm coming to America. It's a modern, and it's like what
0: yeah
1: you know we've had this other discussion but you know i think that's the thing we we would buy the fanciest car and then people want retro houses i think that's pretty interesting that's a whole nother
0: that is a whole nother well i'll have to have you on again there are (laughs) plenty of we could talk for a long time about a lot of a lot of things well thank you very much i appreciate your time and i um we'll have you back to talk more about sustainability sometime soon
1: okay okay that sounds great thank you for inviting me
0: yeah thank you See you later. Okay, bye. Well, that's it for the episode for today. Hope you got something to take away from that. I'll be inviting Debbie back later to talk about my environmentally friendly guide to renovating. And uh, if you have an idea for an episode or a question you'd like to have answered in a future episode, please email me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Also at TalkingHomeRenovations.com, you will find the show notes and links to social media. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It would help if you would send this link to two friends who could use the information planning a home renovation or just might enjoy the podcast. I am Catherine McPhail, and Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects. As I mentioned earlier, I have some useful information there in the form of blog posts and other articles that I've written, www.demiosarchitects.com. And soon I will have my guide to environmentally friendly renovations there as a free download. So please check it out. I want people to get that information. I think it's very important for all of us to be thinking about how we could have a minimal impact and let's see, that Blackberry Festival Foot Race is the really awesome tune being played at the beginning and end of my podcast. It's a Scottish jig and D minor by David Fisher, and it's played by Hanukkah Castle. So until next time, remember, it is okay to dream.